I am Gaima, and you have arrived. Welcome. Spend some time. So you guys are all the on-time Sierra Leoneans, like all of you. Hello, hello. Hey. They say sign language. This is when you're excited. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I was just commenting. Like these are like. You guys are like these Sierra Leoneans that show up to places on time. Now we're not in Caribbean business on time. That's all. Because Americanized. Yeah. Even this, I I have like an alarm that tells me at four thirty, like, hey, stop what you're doing now. Yeah. yeah. Which really is wrap up, and then there's another one that goes off twenty minutes later because yeah. No, I I'm the same way. I'm not like, Americanized in that manner. It's a struggle. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm like in the middle of moving right now. So oh. if you know about moving, it's just it's the worst. A lot. Yeah. Nervous, but um, I'm great. I'm doing great. That's the only thing that's really on my mind. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, first, before we get into it, um, welcome everyone who has joined, who is joining, who will watch this after the fact. I am Gaima, and I am being joined by the incomparable Olympian Salon All Star, Hassan Kamara. Then Kamara, then Oh, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So, welcome. 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 Thank you for having me. And it's, a, it's long overdue. We it's, started talking in <sighs> Olympic year. Was it Olympic year or before Olympic year? It was Olympic year. So yeah. I was I was thinking about this because um, I was like, man, I have written about you. I have created off of the energy of you being an Olympian. The only thing we have not done, because now we're doing this, is met in person. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, if we meet in person and I cry, don't get upset. Because I'm that person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that type of emotional person, too. I'm, I'm like, this is Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Absolutely. So I'm happy that you're able to join. You know, we started these conversations back at the beginning of, I call it the season of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, 
really first just truly like a happy hour, just a gathering place, but just over the course of different uh, conversations, we really started to unpack the fact that like this was the season that people who are really truly creative are really, you know, enduring and still manifesting and still creating and inspiring people. And you are one of those people. So why I invited you to come and impart your knowledge. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So, so first, most people that know of you or know you, besides being a Sierra Leonean, um, you are an Olympian. Yes. So, let's unpack that real quick because that's that's not normal. <laughs> no, it, it's it's not normal, and it's something that like I still have to get used to. Like even introducing myself sometimes, like I'll leave that part out. Um, and, like, Why? I, I that that was one of the things for this year, like this during the COVID, the season of COVID, that I realized like we're in a in a space where what you do and your accomplishments, you should be proud of that. You should be able to explain mm -hmm. it and put it in your introductions. Um, so I really spent this time in making sure when I introduce myself, like I'm making, I'm aware that yes. I can away for the things that I've done. So yes. yeah, so I'm definitely claiming it a lot more. Um, but to tell you the truth, you know how like it's known that Usually, people usually have the dreams from when they're very young to go to the Olympics. Like that's mm -hmm. that's like a lifelong dream. It honestly wasn't originally for me. Like specifically that. Okay. Like, was to impact and change Sierra Leone to mm -hmm. do something in which would bring notice and uh, shine the light on Sierra Leone and the country that uh, we come from. Right. And it just so happened that it was my responsibility. I would, like, not gonna lie, I hated running. <laughs> I hated, I was fast. I enjoyed winning, but I hated running as a kid. Really? Yes. So I didn't even want to go to school. I was, you know, we all follow that nursing major. You know, you get to go to school, become doctor. You get to, you know. Yeah. So I went to school as a nursing major, and um, I realized, like, okay, I can get scholarships for school where I don't have to pay for it. So I'm like, yeah, you're going to pay for my school for free for me to just run? I can endure that. She said, oh, I can get a free, okay. Not, I'm really passionate about this. Okay. That's, that's real. Yes. So that's how it started off. And mm -hmm. when I got into college and I realized, oh, there really is a space for me here. Mm. And watching the 2012 London Olympics, mm -hmm. like, I can be there, like, and and I said it in a way wow. where it was like no doubt, like I had no like it was like I can do that, I'm 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 that's fast, right. you know, I'm I can do that for Sierra Leone, and that's when it really started to becoming a dream and a passion for for me. Wow. Um, when I stopped looking at my path and just myself, mm -hmm. what my parents wanted me to do, and into what I'm here to do. Um, so um. Run that back again. Mm -hmm. Say that twice. That part. So when I stopped looking at what my parents wanted me to do and started looking at what I am actually here to do, is okay. what I my passion. <laughs> Amen. Because 
that is the part that I so many people in life struggle with. I don't even want to hone in and be like, oh, the African child, but it is so prominent within our upbringing. Like it is a part of our culture as West, I will say specifically West Africans. That is literally embedded. Like what your parents want for you. And you have like this feeling of guilt if nothing else because they have that story of the immigrant that struggled and made it. So it's almost like you are obligated to align with what their purpose is for you in, in response to which goes against your purpose for yourself. Yes. And sometimes, I, sometimes yes. it aligns, but yes. not not too often are, are every African child like in a, yeah, I want to be a lawyer, doctor, engineer. Yeah. So, so that part. So the experience of going to the Olympics, I can remember as, you know, first learning about you, shout out to um, Marima, she is one of my hearts. We share, we share Fumble, right? Um, she runs Duam for Salon and, you know, she put me on to what you were doing. And I was like, what are we going to do to support? Like, this is huge yeah. because you not only just deciding that you wanted to follow what was in your spirit, but you really pursued that as a Sierra Leonean, even though you're born and raised in the state. Mm-hmm. What was that process like? It, in the beginning, like before the Olympics, I was already competing for Sierra Leone, going to um, the Commonwealth Games, going to um, the West African Regional uh, Championship. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I had to, I mean, raising a salon in a salon household, you know, you know, you're different from the rest of them. You're different from the rest of the people. Like you to talk Creole, you can't even say the words. Like you know, you to eat cassava leaves, you know all that. Absolutely, the culture. The culture. you hit the house. Yeah. And so I had to realize there was still an aspect of being American, in which when I was traveling with my home-based teammates who were from Sierra Leone and coming from Sierra Leone, they mm-hmm. told, I had to break that barrier down. Mm. I was, going to our first competition in Burkina Faso, first time I've been for Sierra Leone, and no one wanted to, to really talk to me at first, because not only, like, you know, a foreigner was coming, not only did the Sierra Leone t- delegation know a foreigner was coming, but the rest of the countries also knew I was a foreigner. So at mm. that time, it was just, like, in an awkward place where one of the officials that even told me, like, oh, if I want to stay in a hotel and be separate from the rest of the team, I can do that. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to stay with the team. Right. I'm here with the team. I'm Sierra Leonean. So, wow. and that is when, like, they started realizing, okay, I'm not just one of those Americans or, or that type of person that's just going to stay away from, from my mm-hmm. heritage. I'm not doing this just for a name or for, uh, for um, athletes. Like, I'm really here for us. And then once I realized I spoke Creole, it was like, oh, okay, she's okay. She's oh, she's valid. <laughs> Oh, okay. So that you know, that's one thing. I'm really glad that you highlight that. Um, I I never thought that that would be something to even consider experiencing, but I will say that's consistent in all of what you do as a firstborn, uh, first generation or second generation Sierra Leonean. 
when you go back or interact with Sierra Leoneans that are based there, there's this like hazing process almost. Yeah, they're gonna test you. They're gonna test you. And that was what it was throughout the whole in the beginning process. And for me, that was the that was I would say challenge that I mm -hmm. was like I'm I'm accepting because I understand, you know, like they're coming from to them I have everything. You know, mm -hmm. I here in America, like they hear the, all they see on TV as far as America, I'm coming in and you know, I talk a little different, my English a little different. So who am yeah. I to come and claim the flag? You know, who am right. I to come and land? So I had to, you know, like not necessarily humble myself, but see from their perspective. Yeah. And so once they do that, you, I gained the respect and it, it became a whole nother story where it was just like, okay, she's really representing Sierra Leone. Um, I think so. That's dope. So <laughs> the the so catch me up um you've competed now in how many how many like games international games so i've done two of the commonwealth games one in scotland one in australia the first the olympic games and then we also have our uh world championships the Beijing championships um mm -hmm. african african championships twice once in nigeria and once in south uh, south africa and um, okay. wari yeah so as far as major games, I've been about seven seven major competitions for Sierra Leone. That's amazing. In <laughs> case no one has clapped, we are clapping. That's so dope. So when you're when you're not in um, the period of like competition and training, how do you spend your time? Digital marketing. <laughs> and digital marketing, and it's so funny. How I came about that, um, I was looking, because, you know, with track and field, especially if you're uh, running for a country where you're a developing country like Sierra Leone, mm -hmm. the, the, the support isn't there financially. So you right. have to be creative in how you're going to finance yourself as an athlete. Um, so we had to, to have a job, especially mm -hmm. in our sport. And I needed to find a job in which I can still challenge myself and be passionate about it. But right. also kind of like not drain myself in the sense like I, I'm a full-time athlete. Um, right. And I end up applying for this job on Indeed.com for, a, what is it, a social media ninja. And I just thought it was so funny and creative. Like that was the title. Mm -hmm. So when I applied, um, I went up to the interview and my mentor, Chelsea um, Sutton, just fell in love with my personality. It was like, oh, you just seem like a natural when it comes to the, to the eye as far as creativity. I did a couple samples for her. Mm -hmm. And time, all I was doing was running my own personal social media and Facebook. I didn't really I didn't know that was, that was just a, a thing, an actual, yes, absolutely. So, so from there, she taught me everything and we still like, I still work for her. Um, I still have, I'm based in um, Los Angeles, California right now, but mm -hmm. I still clients with her in Arizona when I was um, in Arizona so oh. it being in that space of digital marketing and now being uh four years into into the game I mm -hmm. realized so much of the our way of life has now turned into how we present ourselves um on a digital platforms like what we look like what we look like what we believe in how we see ourselves mm -hmm. and others see us so yep. And even as we're going into this election campaign, you can see the influence that social media has. It's just, I mean, the way that it has evolved into becoming 
literally a part of everyone's daily life down to the minute. Um, 10 years ago, no way. No. Right? Five years ago. Like, it was just creepy, but it was nothing like where we're at. So, of course, who knows a few years from now. Um, when you use this, because, of course, not only are you doing your own thing, you're working out for a company, so on and so forth, but the first thing that you mentioned was, like, how you can help Sierra Leone. Do you see this aspect um, being something that you can apply in that space of assisting Sierra Leone's death? And if so, how? Absolutely. Um, so that, when I started, I actually started a program called Brand New Program, where it's mm-hmm. high schoolers and college, college students how to use the digital marketing and digital platform for, to their advantage before they actually go out to the, to the real world. Okay. So when I thought of that program, it was originally for Sierra Leone. So I'm currently mm-hmm. looking at the for people right now in the U.S. But okay. the goal is to amplify into because that is that really hasn't. It started to. There's marketing companies there, but it needs to completely expand in a way to catch Sierra Leone up to where we are in the rest of the world. Facts. The one thing in like Sierra Leone is that there's so many young people that don't have jobs. They're coming out of school, they're graduating, and they don't have an occupation. Literally. You know, but they all yep. have Facebooks. Yep. They all have Instagrams. They all have yep. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> <You know>? Yep. <laughs> so they're yeah. messaging they're messaging us right now. <laughs> I know, I didn't see you now. So like <laughs> Providing them then, because this is because my goal is to then have a program in which we have companies. I have clients who need a, di- a graphic designer, who need someone who can do copyrights, who need someone who can manage a website, who can do the email um, email writing. You can outsource that to a group over in Sierra Leone, a marketing group in Sierra Leone, where it's young kids who have the the um, background in communications, who have the background in business, who can then support yeah. your company, and in a and in a way, you're not, you're not depending on like just, you're not depending on, on an economy or something like that, that's that, uh, like that of uh, the U.S. where it's constantly crashing. You know, you can really benefit from there. And yes. then uh, businesses and brands there. So I think we're in an age right now where we as a diaspora can take all that we learned and send it there our work can be sent there our our dreams can be sent there our businesses can be sent there and actually develops your leon into what it needs to be so let me ask you because i mean you have a, you have a uh, a role if you will or a persona that is now truly out there in the world especially on the internet where um i feel i don't know of a sierra leonean that doesn't know of you at this point Maybe I'm overspeaking, but simply because of what you've done, because one of the things, you know, that unites countries, people, no matter what, is always sports. And competing for a country, you know, everyone kind of feels like invested in you, if you will, that's Sierra Leone, you know, because you didn't have to, and it was something that you chose to do. Yes. Have you had the opportunity since... Um, truly like uh, competing and becoming well-known to start to have those conversations with people who are on the soil 
in Sierra Leone? And if not, when 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 do you foresee yourself being able to have those conversations? What did you say that? So I'm currently speaking, like working with um, Level Up with Umu Kamara Level Up Salon, where she- oh, <laughs> I just I just watched that my. I guess we'll call her my aunt. I know her as my aunt, Auntie Miriam. Yeah. She, yeah, like, I grew up with, with her kids. So, yeah. like, I just I just watched that segment, like, a few days ago. Yes. So, like, we're literally... Tell me more. <laughs> so, she's literally talking about developing Sierra Leone in the sense of mentorship and looking mm-hmm. at education where it's the formal and informal. And that right now, Salon needs that mentorship and that guidance outside of the school as we're continuing to build a formal education that actually is, is uh, that actually works. Right. Um, so I'm in conversations with her and how I can do that combined brand me program with that of Level Up Salon as being a mentor for those who want to be a part of the digital marketing realm. Um, okay. Then also another group is like Aiding Hope. Aiding Hope mm-hmm. with reaching out to um, young orphans who've lost their parents, mm-hmm. whether it's from the Ebola crisis or whether it's from just regular adversities that they deal with in Sierra Leone and giving them mm-hmm. the support that they need and also the attention that they need without having a, a leader or a parent in the pre- in the picture. Sure. So definitely right. the whole fundraising aspect and then instilling the, the problem as far as education. So for me, it's mainly reaching out to groups that are dealing with the young, upcoming, the young, I say the grassroots. Okay. A form of education. And then um, my goal is also aspect of athletics because I can't, that's me, you know, I can't just. Of course. So right. Where I was able to go to college with a track scholarship and have an education and have that something paid for. There are so many international athletes that I've competed with in the NCAA and NCAA looks for those international athletes. Why mm. like can't have Sierra Leone that's connected to the NCAA in some type of way, like a middle person in which we can have students coming here who are fully able and capable as athletes, but also have that drive as education. And in order to, for them to come here, build who they are, and take that back to Sierra Leone. So let me ask you, is that something where it would require you or whoever was to take on that, that task and build that connection, let's say, for example, with the NCAA, hmm. is that something that has to be um, government mandated? Like, does the government have to oversee that process? So usually, like, if we look at how it happens here in the U.S., it's mm-hmm. through the schools, you know, like, it's the school okay where you have counselors and coaches and also parents um, that are having that conversation with like the with the universities with the other schools so okay have to be something set up where we have um, so I'll say stringent but something that's in organized in Sierra Leone with the schools with the coaches and for Sierra Leone, just how it's set up, it will probably have to be through the Olympic, uh, the Olympic Committee or the separate federations for the sports, like the track federation, I mean, the track and field sure. federation, basketball, all that stuff, in order for it to be effective and efficiently if we don't have that set up as far as schools. Um, Got well, okay. Federations and federations speaking with um, the colleges. Do you feel like that is an initiative that is something that is in motion now or is it like a wish 
that you're hoping will come to fruition? That's something that I'm gonna I'm going to not even wish, but I'm going to put into um to motion because okay, like I've just spoken to so I've spoken to so many Sierra Leone athletes who are wondering how they can they how can they come to the U.S. and letting like giving them a path in which that it's not just oh you come solo I mean you come to the U.S. and you run away. The, the competition but a path in the sense like you come here with education and you can better yourself that way and not feel as if you you're cutting out going back to Sierra Leone um, so that is definitely like steps of getting connection with people as far as education aspect and then also mm -hmm. very close with those who are already an Olympic solid an Olympic committee and what's with my federation so right now as a do you feel like you have um, a network of fellow diasporans that are supporting or that can support like because we all you know we're on social media we like posts we comment you know and then we scroll there's so much content that people are scrolling through. I know recently even um, I saw that you had posted, you know, there was kind of like a documentary type of content that was filmed about you, you yeah. know, where you're explaining your story, which I think is amazing. Like, excellent job even for understanding how important it is to create that content, right? But how do you get the attention? Because there's so much happening, you know, outside of, I mean, right now we're in a political season, you know, the United States right now is a complete shit show. Let's just be real, yeah. right? But outside of, you know, like the current climate, if you will, there's always still so much going on. How are you messaging this and getting the attention of diasporans that really, truly would like to be able to say, hey, there's not much that I can actually do, but how can I help fund? Who can I connect you to that's back there? Maybe a, a relative or... You know, how are, how are you, what's your, what's your game plan? And is there a way, like, if you can't articulate how we can help those that are watching? Yes. So I feel as if for me, the game plan in order to get the supporters or get the people like bought in is mm -hmm. I, my support and, and uh, buy into what they're doing and be specific in, in who it is that I'm, I'm showing my support for. Um, because what I've seen is there's so many of us that are doing so, especially during this time in which there's a lot of, we have ample amount of time throughout all that's going on to attach right. to our, our initiatives, our initiatives, or things that we wanted to do. So showing up for other people, like listening to other people's uh, podcasts or listening to, um, other, donating into other people's programs or tapping into what they have going on, especially with the certain mm -hmm. community, draws me in into the act and them asking okay what is it that you're doing and gotcha. it's just it's just something that i realized especially in our community that you have to do something for somebody else before they can be like oh, okay how can i help you and mm -hmm. it it's unfortunate but that's just kind of how the game is played but yeah. make sure you're connect you're doing that with people in which you really want them to be in your on your side you know gotcha. or you really mm -hmm. need their support so a lot of things I do is like tapping into other Sierra Leone podcasts, tapping into other Sierra Leone programs and initiatives that's going on, signing on to their newsletters, reposting, engaging, following. Um, and I like 
and then asking them, what can I do to help? This is what I here. This is the things that I have planned. How can I, with my skills, help you? And that's how I got in contact with Level Up. I was watching the What's, What's Next convo. Yes. That's happening. And I saw, and I was already following Umu for, for a while now. And I saw that she was doing the Level Up. So I reached out to her and like, you know, talked about how great she, uh, her viewpoints were. And I offered, what can I do to help? And she's okay. actually having an educational month coming this September. They're dealing with formal and informal. And I was like, well, I do. I deal with digital marketing. So having those conversations doing for others will then in turn make sure that you also can receive as well later on when it's needed. Um, I love that. I think it's a really important um, point because being a creative, a lot of times you have to get creative with how you communicate. Yeah. But Sometimes it's just going back to the basics of going beyond a post, a comment, and scrolling. Mm -hmm. You really need to reach out, you need to engage, you know, and when you're doing so, have something of substance to say. Not only, you know, what can I do for you, but also, like, what can I impart and what can you teach me? Mm -hmm. I think that's really key. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. You you have to hustle. You have to be a salesperson. And, you know, we, the creative, we think about the creatives is about design and image and just matching with the right people. You know, there's a hustle part of it with which if you don't have that, you fall yeah. off side of the dreams and the direction that you're going. Um, so really hustling in the conversations that you're saying, really being able to, like, be direct in what you're saying and what you're giving and receiving. So let me ask you this, shifting a little bit. I mean, you're you're an athlete and you're a champion athlete. Um, a lot of times, you know, the rhetoric is around the the process of winning. But if you're truly, you know, in this in whatever space that you're in, whatever you're passionate about doing, you're going to run into roadblocks. Can you share with us what it's like to lose and still find courage to get back up and continue that's a tough question um because i don't take losing lightly <laughs> and it's something that i had to um and develop how to lose going up mm. and then lose down or lose just at the same level wow so realizing that every time as far as an athlete every time that i step on the track whether it's for practice or especially for competitions there's a goal you know the overall goal is to win but then you right. have another sub goal in there if my goal is to make sure i'm able to like execute out those blocks i consider that a win so like finding okay. aspects and within the within your um the process in which you're going to be able to win no matter what because if you're someone who's constantly just has one thing and that if that and that's it and if that thing is gone or like you lose at it or you just fail at it completely mm -hmm. you're devastated and right. emotions play a lot a huge part in something in which you're trying to achieve and when you're really passionate about it so if right. you pick your mind and say okay if i do this i'm gonna win then make that make that be it so find subcategories in which you can uh, achieve for uh, look for it in order to win. Interesting. So like that point you bring up about the mind, um, that is truly like my message 
all the time when I talk about mental fortitude, like how important it is, you know, because it's, it's like, I'm not an athlete. Let me preface this. However, I believe that I'm athletic mentally. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is like, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, there's a muscle basically that is being built and that muscle gets stronger the more that you fail and continue forward because you'll finally hit that point of winning. Um, So that mental fortitude piece that, you know, I talk about frequently and I highlight um, the mental, the, the recipe, I ask people to create a recipe for themselves with um, how they're building their mental fortitude on a daily basis. Do you have certain practices that you have in play every single day that regardless of what is going on in the world, you know, for, for the most part, generally, what are you always doing to make sure that your mind is right? So for me, like in the morning, once I wake up, you know, I'll give thanks to God and just, you know, for the ability of life. Yes. And listing out what I'm grateful for. I mean, it sounds kind of <laughs> cliche in a sense, but it really does help. So before yes. I even start the day and go into whatever LA has to offer me today, as far as whatever traffic, traffic is waiting for you, I list what I'm grateful for. And, mm-hmm. and on top of that, for this day, who or what am I doing? Mm. And that literally will change my attitude automatically because I find myself when I'm only thinking about myself, like, oh, I'm drained. Oh, I'm tired. Like, oh, this is so annoying. Like, I get frustrated. I fall into my emotions. But when I stop, okay, who am I doing this for? What am I doing this for? If I'm at So stating your intentions. Yeah. So stating my intentions. And most of the time, it's, it's not for myself. The true intention is not for myself reason why I'm still competing as, as an athlete, it's more, it's for the upcoming uh, roots of people. The reason why I'm, I'm pursuing a, a career as an entrepreneur is for the generational wealth of my family. There's different, right. I have all these reasons. And it's once I take myself out of the equation, mm. I better see my perspective. And that's something that I have to constantly do, ask myself, okay, who or what am I doing this for? Absolutely. I hear it. I love it. How how are you in in injecting a good time? This like in the season of everything that's going on. How are you still finding time to laugh? You know, my favorite post, you saw I reposted it. I was like, Oh well yeah, I did I just stole me this jam, you know, the you know. Like how do you still find that energy? Um, especially now, because I continue to highlight, like, now is just a time period where everything that it seems like could possibly go left, mm-hmm. you know, wrong, mm-hmm. a dent in the, in the whatever, a hurdle, like, everything is happening all yeah. the time. So what I'm, I'm grateful for and I'm, I'm lucky for is that my family's not too far away, like, my mom, my mm-hmm. stepdad, and my siblings. So... Once a week, I'm over there. And you know, okay. when, you, when you're in a salon house, you know, it's always jokes. Like, we're just constant jokes and enjoyment and just yes. and laughing. And that's something that helps me reset for the week. Okay. Um, 
spending some close time with family because for the longest time, like after leaving high school and was in college, I was technically by myself. Mm, okay. Traveling by myself as an athlete. After college, I went to Arizona, out in Arizona, and it wasn't until I moved back to LA to the family, and that was 2010. So seven years, I was kind yeah. of life on my own, and just that appreciation. Yeah. 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 Imagine growing up like, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. Now yes. you're like. <laughs> exactly. I'm hey, like, guys. <laughs> now I'm always there. I'm like, hey. I want to see my Oh, Right. Right. Time it. Time it. My mom always knows. As soon as I open the door, she's like, I don't know. You get witched by you or something. Every time I don't you arrive. Like, I know automatically when she's finished cooking. Listen, but like, girl, call it whatever you want. We're connected, yes, okay? Exactly. It's the vibe. Yes. yes. So during this time, it has really been like my sense of peace to be with my parents and my family because for the mm -hmm. long time when things were happening, they, you know, when I was stressed and I was frustrated, like yes. my lowest time thus far in my life was literally right after the Olympics. Mm -hmm. I had to deal with that on my own to get back up again for another season. Like when we talk, when right. we just as after like a loss or after losing something, like how do you get back up again? It's just like, that was like really hard for me to do. And I had to do it by myself. So during this time, being close to family, when emotions are all over the place, when yeah. COVID-15 COVID is on you, like, you know? Girl, girl it's literally like the struggle. It's like, okay, all right, here yeah. we go again. Yeah. Um. So, do you see? I mean, we are in the season of COVID. Mm. A lot of people are kind of, you know, I wouldn't say there's a lot of people that are on one side or the other as far as travel this year. Yeah. What are your thoughts on going to Sierra Leone? Hey, as the conversation I've been having this week, <laughs> I've Girl. been telling everybody, getting everyone's input. Like, what can I? Can we go? Let's have it. Let's have it. What are your thoughts? It's like I recently had someone who just traveled, um, and the the the, the restrictions they have as far as traveling into Sierra Leone, like you know, someone already you have some stuff that you have to deal with, but now with the COVID pre like uh, precautions that it's even more so. So like, before you get on the flight, you have to pay a certain amount. Then for a COVID test, you have to get COVID test. You have to you have to pay that out of your pocket before you get on the flight. After you land in Salon, you have to pay that same again to get tested again. So, like in case you caught it on the flight, yes. <laughs> get out of here. Yes, yes, out of your pocket. You're paying. And again. then the issue too is like, you know, because the the flight is not there's not a lot of direct flights first and foremost but not only that like there's a lot of conversation about the fact that are you really getting like a real test like are you getting really accurate results there's that you know and it's unfortunate like just how our health system is set up there like and that's that's not even in sierra leone we're even talking like everywhere else people are like so just imagine salon yeah I thought, listen, my flight has been reserved for the day because I wanted to spend my birthday there this year. 
Mm -hmm. reserved there and I was like hey so what I had signed up for was like the embassy alerts from uh, the oh yeah we're all on there yes yes so like just just last um last week I get an alert like oh salon I think they're like level there's like four levels level four is like don't travel cancel your trip don't go yes they say salon is level three I said hey let me just call my uncle he's like yeah I changed my date to March April uh, call another another auntie. Yeah, mid January. Hey, call, call call a friend in the UK. Like it eh, right now? I don't know. I'm, I'm. But they were all short. But like just like two three weeks ago. So it's yeah. just like okay. Let me let me wait. Let's wait by all. Bro. Yeah. Nature. Yes. So, I just I don't I don't. You know. I, it's so hard for me because, you know, one of the things that I am known for is, you know, my, my passion for traveling and promoting people deciding to, to travel to the continent. Are you tra- mm-hmm. travel? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So like as a traveler, like I can now say like with confidence, like I am definitely like considered to be a traveler and I have been chilling and Initially, it was very difficult, like very difficult mentally. It was definitely taxing on me. There's been a lot of sage burning, a lot of prayers, a lot of God get me through this. I want to go somewhere, right? But what I'm not, I'm, I'm very like skeptical. I'm like, I don't want to encourage people to get into a situation that is unnecessary. Yes. And can actually like create some sort of harm, um, loss of unnecessary income, you know, because honestly, when you're going to Sierra Leone, like from here, especially typically, you're going to go spend money, you're going to go give away. It's like a charity, right? Very few people are going there to collect a bag and come back, right? So with that being said, like you're already in the deficit, but then all of these different um, new aspects of travel, some that are known, some that are unknown, you know, I have people hitting me up like, what airline, you know, should I consider going on? Mind you, knowing that I haven't traveled, but still getting that call, but, you know, we're doing the research. um, And, you know, what what airlines can I travel on that aren't going to necessarily make me COVID test? you know, this, that, and the third, people are booking flights and then those flights are getting canceled. That's what happens to one of my flights because I booked like, two, I was reserved two, uh, two uh, travel itineraries and one of them going to Sierra Leone got canceled. Yeah. It, it, like, it's so much uncertainty right now and mm-hmm. it, it's not just, it's not the COVID itself, you know, it's what it right. has along with it. Yeah, for a country like Syria, for countries especially in the West African region, just the continent of Africa, it becomes very stringent when pro- it's hard to follow protocol. Right, know? and people create their own rules along the way. People be like, "Oh, this is a good time to hustle and get some money," and some of us are trying to see our grandma. We're just trying to see our relatives. And just- I just came to see my uncle and auntie. What is all of this extra wahala? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where it's like. How how do we encourage people to travel, but 
we don't even know really what they could expect because even what's happening right now, we don't know if that's going to really be real protocol in six months or even in a year. You know, it reminds me of uh, back in um, the time period where 9-11 took place. You know, there's a whole generation of people that don't remember what it's like when you could travel and you didn't have to take your shoes off and you didn't have to go through the scanner. That actually used to exist. And so that whole process of now you have to do this, boom, bottom line, now that's normal. But there was a period where there was a lot of weird uh, activity and anxiety in the airports and so on and so forth. I feel like we're literally at the beginning of that. We're not even in the middle of that yet. But everyone is so anxious to travel because they are so like, they're they're just they're crazy. Like they just want to go somewhere. Yeah, and I think so, like just before COVID just you know hit us, we mm-hmm. were at, as a, like taking evaluations of the world and where we're headed. Things were moving so fast, you know, like developments, um, things that were yeah. like, everything was going so fast. It was hard to keep up. Yes. I think it's that like need for it to go back to that same place in which people I need to get Granted, like I'm just like you. I at least I'm on a I'm on a flight at least three times a year. You know, for right. the time. So it felt kind of weird not going anywhere and just being right. late. Like I'm like, it doesn't feel right. Like I have to I have to find something to fill up that void. Yeah. But I think that that haste move with like with caution without caution it's so it's we're so ingrained in it we're so used to it mm-hmm. that now like we're getting to that time of the year like the holiday season people usually are having a lot but people are usually out socializing and type of stuff people are willing to take that risk yeah we don't know what that, what that entails we don't, we don't know and i'm like i'm like do we need to i feel like we need to do like a Diaspora poll. I would love to see that because well, a lot of us right now we're talking like, "Hey, are we going to Salon or not this year? Do we see in December?" Like, <laughs> are, like, yeah, I think we should do a poll because I would love to see the viewpoint. Because one of my aunties told me like, if you're not going there, if you don't have a reason to be in Salon, I wouldn't suggest you going. And I'm like, well. Being with my family is a reason. It's been a long time since I've been with my family in Sierra Leone. Yeah. But it's like, as far as like business and things like that, things in which like you have to go no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like how many people are in that space in which they have to go no matter what or are on the fence as far as like, I could go, but I can't. I think, you know what? You It's interesting. I, this just hit me. There's a part that, because, um, cause, you know, the last time that I was there, um, you know, I was there for six months. And one of the things that I realized was how the climate changes for the Sierra Leonean that's on the soil once all the diaspora and it comes back to normal. And the biggest reason why they really, I, I think the first obviously is like, oh, we get to see Pombo. But the second most important reason, it could rival as the first, is we stimulate the economy. Yes. Yes. And so 
one of the things that I'm I'm really starting to think through and I'm like, okay, we have to get to a point where we first even identify the intention because the buzz that I'm hearing about is like, oh, I got to go, I got to go. A lot of it just has to do with like, honestly, kind of like selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. It's not a requirement. It's not a necessity. Like you don't have to go for work. You don't have to go for business. You know, you don't have to go for like a family event that requires you to really be there. It's just like this one. Yeah. What if there was this notion of instead of actually going, maybe you took a third or half of whatever monies you had set aside or that you're setting aside to spend there and instead distribute that to your people mm-hmm. and be like, all right, we're not going to make it this year because we're in the season of COVID. That country, if no other country, has experienced such an economic downturn during this particular season. Like, we know what we're experiencing over here. Yeah. Highlight it, magnify it, multiply it. That's absolutely applicable over there. Yeah. It's like, what if people just decided, like, let's sit this one out, but let's take some of those monies and just send it so they can still like enjoy that season and do things or just have enough to like cook for the holidays and cook for the new year and 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 kind of get to a you know something i'm starting to think like because what's the real point of traveling buying the ticket hopefully the ticket doesn't get canceled and then you have to rebook and maybe pay an additional fee and then you have to pay fees for the covid test going and coming and and then the in betweens, you know, checkpoints get for calm where they be like, oh, COVID checkpoints, yeah, extra hospital. Yeah, it's a lot of potential frustration. Yes, and things are so unsettled. People really are on edge in a way that they were not on edge before. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 a little on the fence. That's why I'm kind of like I'm not necessarily pushing for run to the plane. And just go because it's not like COVID is not there. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that it's there in the capacity in which it is here by any means. But that's not to say, and unfortunately, (laughs) we're the problem. So (laughs) that's the other part. A lot of us may have it, maybe asymptomatic, and show up to go love up on our our grandparents and and elders and so on and so forth who have weakened immune systems, who have pre-existing conditions, and we could be giving them. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah, that's kind of where I am with it. Like, what if you just waited to 2021? Spot on with that. Like, and, yeah. I mean, spot on with that because we don't, like I said, we don't know what this is, is, is set up to look like, you know, even for us here in the U.S., but especially yeah. for, for those who are overseas right now, we don't know yeah. what this is set up to look like. And right. not only financially, like, burdening ourselves and them as well, but also uh, health risk-wise, which you've just stated. Like, yes. We could be putting someone, our, our loved ones, at risk, and already they don't have the medical uh, uh, facilities like we saw what Vic Ramon did to raise money for hospital beds and for hospital equipment for right. to handle COVID and that was that was not even a government that was an outside outside personal agency that did that 
Right. So definitely look at the looking at the intentions. What is your what is your trip or what is the value that it's going to bring to Sierra Leone? Like that's kind of where I'm at. You know, if you're going over there with a hundred k and you're trying to spread it out to the to the community, okay, maybe then you can go. But if you're going there to just go to the that beach, part, <laughs> just enjoy at the beach or something, go to Tula, Mexico or something like that. Do that there. Go to those isolated ass locations <laughs> where the locals don't want nothing to do with you. Yes. yes. So, no, yep. I, yeah, I, definitely what you're saying as far as gathering whatever percentage that we were going to use anyways, and, mm -hmm. just, you know, distributing that way, I because there is, Sierra Leone has started to become in um, travel and, like, as far as a uh, luxury place where people are going to go and for tourism. It's coming up yeah. spot, you know, especially during this time of season. But right. if we go there and bring it backwards by endangering and also financially burning them, we're just moving it backwards, you know? So, which is very, very possible. Yeah. Very, very possible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of where I am with it. Um, you know, the jury is still out, but that's really kind of where I am with that. Um, particularly for this, this winter season that we're, we're stepping into. So, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, that's where I come. I miss Africa like crazy, like, oh, so over it. Um, now, so back to speaking of election season, um, has early voting started for you out there? Yeah, so we get our mailing ballot. I have to, I've been checking today. I actually put a tracker. You can actually do that, guys. You can actually track when they send out your mail and everything like wow. that. Wow. I'm not playing with this, okay? Not, <laughs> I'll make sure I get mine. I'll put my vote counts. Um, I know, that's right. So, yeah, so they send out the early, like, uh, mailing ballot and everything like that. So I'm definitely doing that. Um, and I was just talking about this with a friend earlier on the phone after the uh, VP debate last night. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's like one of those comical drama movies when you look at how this. I just, the fact that all of a sudden, you know, the fly becomes. <laughs> I think this is where we're at. That's <laughs> where we're that's the thing where I say social it's it's social media as a as a digital marketer yeah seeing, seeing these things play out from like like you know that type behind the scenes lens it's like oh yeah it was just a coincidence but the fact that it was magnified into something else <laughs> I don't even know that it was a coincidence I'm like I don't even believe in coincidence <laughs> I don't know who I think it was my mom. She was like, now nah, God. God expose them. Expose them. Yeah. Everybody else, you know, flies love trash. Yeah. I was like, this is just too I, I just that's where we're at. So, you know, for for those of you watching who will watch afterwards, so on and so forth, like we're just at a point where it's actually irresponsible of you if you have the ability to vote and you vote. Yes. I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. That's your own conscience. We're all managing our own salvation. Do what you got to do. But just 
being able to vote and then just making a solid decision to not engage, it's actually very irresponsible. Mm -hmm. Don't be irresponsible. Yeah. That's literally my message. Don't be irresponsible. Yeah. Because if we're here, listen to uh, the things that we discuss or that we, that affects us directly or indirectly, a lot of it is being put into position during this time during selection. And it's not just right. the president. We have our, um, our, our that we need to vote for. We have propositions like, that we need to vote for, that we need yeah. to make attention to. And if you're singling out your vote just because you don't want to, you're not sure what president to vote for, you don't want to vote for anyone, what about the other things that need your, your voice as well? Yeah. Like there's, it's more than just the presidency that's that's um, at stake here. So yes. look and pay attention to look at online. They have all this information. Look at what else is, is in there that needs your voice, that needs your attention as well. Um, yeah. so it's not just about the president. It's also about the things that are going on as far as the job, how like Uber and Lyft, the whole. There's a lot of Uber drivers out there who are now at risk of getting their pay cuts type of thing about uh, businesses that are um, cell phone businesses that are being taxed a certain way during this time. And, you know, like, we just need to pay attention that it's not just about what the, the noise or the direction that media is talking about. There's yeah. a aspect here. How do you feel, like, within your, like, friend, your, your close friendship circles, like, are you guys, are you, do you feel like you're informed about the issues and if so how did you guys manage to go through the process to get informed and knowledgeable so a lot of my friends we all we like just about every day anyone i interact with we always talk about the election or we talk about what's going on as far as and I think something that has a part to put into that is like we're older and you know we lived in we were living in a world where okay we got our our, our jobs affect us in a way. And I think like the mm -hmm. experience we've gone through life makes it so that we have to pay attention. Yeah. Um, so my friend circle who are older, who we already graduated college, we're like in homes, we're looking for like uh, buying homes, buying, you know, really establishing our lives. These stuff yes. are to us. I think it's really the younger generations, those who are still in college, able to just now the right or at the age to vote. Right. Means like you know, go on to like their state electional uh, election uh, websites and look at okay, really research the people within their district, within county, within um, the governors in which to really better better understand how to vote. Um, right. As older that you are, the more that you see that how it affects you, it's a lot easier to do. Completely agree. We all have a job to do, so let's do it. That we do. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm super excited that you were able to join today. Oh my god! Finally, um, before we uh, depart, what would you like people to do? Of course, besides just you know connecting with you online, where can they go if anywhere else outside of like? Instagram to connect with you and follow you um, and participate and support in the initiatives that are important to you. Yes. So currently, I currently have my brand me program. It's at brand me program on Instagram that you can mm -hmm. follow, and that is where I'll be sharing educational tips. It's right now in construction. 
Um, at least no, I I see, but I thought I was like follow. <laughs> <laughs> So it's right now in construction. So where I'll be having tips as far as digital marketing, um, ways that as students and also parents can get involved and understand how like that digital marketing space works. Um, and then like that that's the main area. And also following my personal page, Hafta Kamar, because that's where you'll have information about, see information about me, Sierra Leone, what I'm doing as far as athletic career and also educational wise and my like organization that I'm a part of with um, Dream Wakers, um, and then the ones that I'm an advocate for, uh, Level Up Salon, and Aiding Hope, and all the different ones. I just, yeah. I, 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 wrote, I wrote for anyone Sierra Leonean, like, that's just, <laughs> anyone Sierra Leonean, I will root, so I bet. Thank you for spending time with us at I Am Gaima, a podcast. It's a shit show out here, y'all. We need each other more than ever, so let's stay connected. Feel free to share, like, and subscribe on various social media platforms. You can find us at I Am Gaima or Gaima Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For a deeper connection, consider joining the community. Visit GaimaShow.com to submit your email and become a part of the monthly conversations. I actually try and send out notes consistently and I respond. Until next time, be intentional about what you listen to and protect your peace.